Social Zoom Factor, episode 105. Driving results in business these days takes something special. It's a combination of the right info and the right energy. Pam Moore has both and is here to help you avoid the pitfalls and guide your business and life by leveraging and integrating social media, powerful branding, and digital marketing. Welcome to Social Zoom Factor. Now it's time to live life zoomed. Does your current website or blog got you down? Do you need a better hosting platform to help your business zoom turbo versus speeds that are slow and holding you back? No need to look any further than our partner HostGator. Have an existing site? No worries. They can seamlessly transfer your existing site for free and have you zooming turbo in no time for as little as $4 a month. Check them out at HostGator.com and save 30% on new hosting packages using the coupon code Zoom or simply go to SocialZoomFactor.com slash HostGator. Your team is at the heart and soul of your business. You work hard to attract great people who help your business Zoom. Our new partner, Everyone Social, enables employees to become effective brand ambassadors by sharing, recommending, and promoting relevant content while building their personal online brand. Check it out and request a demo at socialzoomfactor.com slash everyone social. Hey there, Zoomers, and welcome to Social Zoom Factor. This is your host, Pam Moore. Today, we are talking about something that is going to help you take your content and your brand and hopefully your business to the next level. And this is in regard to content. It's in regard to branding, personal branding, branding for your business. Because as I always say, you are what you share. You are what you tweet. You are what you say. You are what you do when it comes to social media. And marketers today have a massive amount of pressure to consistently be providing this pulse of content that is relevant, that is engaging, that is inspiring, and that most importantly, is able to resonate and provide value and connect with their audience, be able to attract that ideal customer. And so what happens, marketing teams are put into this pressure cooker and too many of them throw their hands in the air and say, oh my goodness, I cannot create enough content to keep this pulse going. I cannot keep enough content that is mine in the hands and eyes and ears and hearts of my audience. That, my friend, is exactly what we are talking about today. And so the first question I have for you is, are you a creator, a curator, or a regurgitator? Okay, by the end of today's podcast, you are going to know which one you have been to date. Second, you are going to understand how you need to change your behavior so that you can better build your brand utilizing social media, utilizing these technologies and processes and communications mediums in a way that is not only going to help you attract your ideal customer, engage your audience, but help you nurture relationships that are going to be built on trust and credibility, okay? And you're not going to do that by regurgitating everybody else's content and changing a couple words to make it your own. 
So in this podcast today, I'm going to share with you a few quick tips that are going to help you. Number one, be able to establish your own brand, okay, that is going to stand on its own, that is not built on copying and plagiarizing and mimicking other people's content and brand. Second, I'm going to give you some tips and strategies to help you better curate content while still enhancing your own brand and establishing thought leadership for where you are looking to grow your business and grow your brand. And third, we're going to help you identify and acknowledge if you are doing some of that quote unquote regurgitation of content and helping you acknowledge that you're doing that and stomp those behaviors once and for all. So to get started, I think the first thing we need to do is let's define some of these terms so we can make sure we're all starting from the same page. Okay. So first, what is the definition of content marketing? Content marketing is an umbrella term encompassing all marketing formats that involve the creation and sharing of content in order to engage current and potential consumer bases. Content marketing subscribes to the notion that delivering high quality, relevant, and valuable information to prospects and customers drives profitable consumer action. Content marketing has benefits in terms of retaining reader attention and improving brand loyalty. All right, that is the definition from Wikipedia. Here's the definition of content marketing from the Content Marketing Institute. Content marketing is a marketing technique of creating and distributing relevant and valuable content to attract, acquire, and engage a clearly defined and understood target audience with the objective of driving profitable customer action. There's your definition of content marketing. It is about engaging. It is about high quality, relevant, and valuable information. It is about driving a profitable action for the brand and for the end user. It is about retaining reader attention and improving loyalty. Okay, so keywords that come out to me, relevant, valuable, attract, acquire, engage, and profitable action. I don't see the word regurgitate in there. Do you? Okay, so now let's talk about the definition of creation. Creation, according to Merriam-Webster, the act of making or producing something that did not exist before. The act of creating something. Then, something new that is made or produced. Something that has been created. So bottom line, creation means it's something that has not been created before. It's something new. So if you're creating new ideas, you're creating new content, you're bringing that content into existence. That does not mean slapping lipstick on a pig that's already out there. So now let's talk about the word regurgitation. So this one isn't so easy because go do a search on Google for regurgitation and you're going to find some disgusting definitions because it relates to eating food and not being able to keep it down. Hopefully you're not just now eating your breakfast while listening to this. Long story short, the definitions that come back are to become thrown or poured back, to repeat 
something such as a fact or an idea without understanding it. Okay. And that is from the Merriam-Webster dictionary. Now, without understanding it is key. So when we're talking about regurgitation, this is what I'm seeing happen a lot. And you see new people pop up every day on the social web, and that's great. So you see people that are joining Facebook, they're joining Twitter, they're joining LinkedIn, loads of different industries and niches. Although it's their first day to Facebook, a lot of them aren't realizing that there's already almost a billion people already on Facebook, hundreds of millions of people on all of these social networks. And they go out on the social network and they go find a few top blogs a few top industry resources, and they start copying and pasting and putting the same dang content that everybody else is saying. And they change a few words, you know, the whole lipstick on a pig syndrome, and they think that they are quote unquote creating. Now, remember when we talked about the definition of creation, it's creating something new that is made or produced something that has not been created before. So if you are taking content that is already in existence and you are slapping lipstick on it, you are regurgitating it. With creation, it is your thought. You are sharing your own ideas, your own perspective and content that is going to help your audience, is going to help your idea customers, okay? And the truth is, I mean, we need to face the facts, people. There's simply not a lot that's new. And it doesn't matter what industry you're in, whether you're in financial management or insurance, or auto sales, you know, manufacturing, oil and gas, high technology, uh, marketing, business, leadership, whether you write poetry. I mean, there's not a whole lot that hasn't already been said. So I'm, I know that it is difficult to create. I know that it's difficult to truly have ideas that nobody's ever thought of. I mean, have you ever thought of a new business idea and you go out there and you're like, oh my gosh, I have the greatest business idea. This truly is the best thing since whoever invented sliced bread. Why do we even use that analogy? And you go and you do a Google search and you find that your idea there's already 100,000 people who have that same idea. Your domain is already gone. You can't even get the .co or the .net or the .gov for that domain. How many of you have had that experience? Okay, it happens. Finding new ideas is not easy. And that's why you have to build the brand of you. That is why you have to put you into your content. And it's also why you need to learn the difference between creation, curation, and regurgitation. Okay, so let's talk about curation as it relates to content marketing. So what we're referring to here is basically sharing other people's content. And hopefully you have listened to my podcast on the OPC, which is, you know me, baby, other people's content and other people's community. We are all about figuring out how to tap into the power of the OPC. Because if you can find content from others in your industry that already have established thought leadership and trust and credibility with your ideal customer and your target audience, that is just going to help you zoom even faster. Okay, so you want to tap into the power of the OPC and you very much can do that through content curation. And we're going to talk about today some specific strategies and tips that will help you do that. Now, when it comes to regurgitation, this is where you are basically using other people's content and making it your own. And I've seen a lot of people who are even criticizing other people's content. So they may be new on the scene in their industry and they're bashing people 
who have been in that industry for 5, 10, 20, 30, 50 years, I've seen it. And they say their content sucks. It's so old school. And, you know, it's, they need to come up to times, but you know what they end up doing? They, they steal their content. They plagiarize their content. They change a couple words and then they pretend that it is theirs and that it's better. And I'll tell you, this is something that my partner in both business and life says all the time. Okay. A crap sandwich is still a crap sandwich. So the truth is if you're regurgitating content and you are stealing it from other people and you're calling it crap and now you want to go make it your own and you're changing a couple words, you know what? It's still a crap sandwich. And you, you know me, I don't say these words very often, but I don't know a better analogy to explain that, okay? You don't want to be eating or making or serving your audience that type of sandwich. You want to make content and create content that is edible, that is engaging, that that leaves your ideal customer and your audience online sitting on the edge of their seat wanting to take another bite, okay? You don't want a regurgitated sandwich, And if I'm grossing you out a little bit today, I'm sorry, but I wanted to make this analogy really, really clear so that you could understand the difference between creating something that is delightful versus curation versus regurgitation. Okay, so hopefully now you have this idea in your head and you don't want to regurgitate. So if you have been regurgitating, This is the point, my friends, in the podcast where you acknowledge that you're doing that and you say, you know what, I'm not going to do that anymore. And I am going to focus on creating my own brand, on creating my own platform, on standing on my own two social feet to build a business and an online platform that is going to help me connect with my ideal customer. Because the truth is, when you copy other people's content, you are honestly helping reinforce their brand versus building your own. Okay, so you want to build a strategy and a platform and content that will help you humanize your brand and connect with your audience, your ideal customer, your social community and the human beings within your communities in a human way. Okay, yes, you can do that through telling brand stories. Yes, you can do that by making sure you are optimizing all of your social profiles and that you are putting the right presence out there and that you are establishing thought leadership in certain content areas, that you are providing real and unique created content, okay? That you are putting the you into your brand and you need to stop bashing other people's ideas and content as the main way that you are creating content. So many businesses come to us for help in this area and so that's why I'm really passionate about it and when we help them turn things around and become more positive and start to focus on creating their own brand and creating their own identity, how much more successful they are. Because oftentimes brands and personal brands, so people that are trying to build their own personal brand, a lot of times they are doing regurgitation type of tactics and they don't even realize it. Or they do realize it and they're doing it just because they're frustrated or they're maybe, a lot of times they're insecure in their own brands. And so they feel more comfortable if they kind of just copy what everybody else is saying and then, hey, you know, I can get a lot of clicks and a lot of attention if I just bash everybody else. And it's really a risky uh, strategy and it's a recipe for disaster, particularly if you are new and you're entering an industry where there's already quite a few known 
industry, quote unquote, experts who are there and have a listening ear and eyeballs within that niche because they already know those messages, right? They know what people are saying. And this happens even with our own person, my own personal brand. And there'll be new people that pop up every year and they'll start grabbing some of our messages. And it doesn't take long before people will start to notice that. Just this past couple of weeks, I've had quite a few people come to me and say, hey, check this article out. And it'll be somebody else that has created content and they've based basically copied and pasted a few of my blog posts, somebody else that I don't even know, but who has followed my content in the industry will call them out on it, right? And they'll say, hey, take a look at this. And so, you know, depending on the situation, I will usually go offline to that person and say, hey, you might want to at least reference me um, on that content since you basically copied and pasted it from my website. So eventually those strategies and tactics are going to catch up to you. So if you were using regurgitation, if you're using copying, pasting, if you you're plagiarizing content, it is dangerous social waters, my friends. And you need to be really careful because those type of methods will not sustain the test of time and they are not going to help you build lasting relationships that are built on trust and built on credibility, nor are they going to help you survive this ever-changing technology and social ecosystem that we are living in online. Things will catch up to you. Everything you do online leaves a digital footprint. I know we're getting deep into some content here and we're getting ready to dive into how you can better curate content as well as how you can put the you into your brand. But before we go there, we need to hear a few words from our sponsors because they truly are what makes the Social Zoom Vector podcast possible. I'll be right back. Success in business and life is built on trust and relationships. According to Edelman's Trust Barometer, 41% of people think a company's employees rank higher in public trust than a firm's PR department, CEO, or founder. Empowering your employees to be the voice of your brand can help you more quickly earn trust and establish authority to ignite relationships with customers, partners, and your online audience to Zoom measurable business results. Our new partner, Everyone Social, makes it easy for employees to Zoom their personal brands and become trusted thought leaders by easily sharing relevant and engaging content with their audience while at the same time assisting their employers to achieve their marketing and business goals. Learn how to get started the right way in developing your own employee brand advocacy program by downloading a free white paper from Everyone Social at socialzoomfactor.com slash power up. Check it out, friends. Would you like to get your business Zooming Turbo online, but don't know where to start? Is website development not your thing? Check out HostGator.com for all of your hosting needs. They have easy one-click WordPress installs or drag and drop website builders. If you need even more help, their website design, setup, SEO, and even managed services can have you Zooming in no time. We have been hosting our own and client sites at HostGator for years, and I can personally validate that their service by far beats out their competition. With one little tweet, email, or chat conversation, they are there and ready to help you Zoom or resolve any issues that may come up 24-7, 365 days of the year. HostGator has the capacity to grow with you and scale when and how you need them to without headache or costing you a fortune. Check out HostGator.com today and save 30% on new hosting packages with coupon code Zoom or simply go to socialzoomfactor.com slash 
HostGator. Again, that's socialzoomfactor.com slash HostGator. So let's talk about how you can curate content like a social curation rock star. And before we dive in here, I want to make it really clear. You need to have goals and objectives for curation. Curation does not equal quote unquote winging it. Okay. Curation doesn't mean you don't need a content plan. Curation, actually a content plan is even more important because it's so easy to share other people's content. You need to make sure you're sharing the right content and everything you say, you tweet, you do, you pen, you post, you talk about on Facebook is a representation of your brand. You are what you share. And so if you're sharing content all day and you're not reading the content that you're sharing, but yet your audience on Twitter or LinkedIn or Facebook or Instagram or wherever is reading the content, that could really, really hurt your brand. So make sure that you are looking at and reading in detail every piece of content that you're sharing. There's nothing more embarrassing than passing on a link that you see that looks cool on Twitter. You pass it on to your 500,000, you know, 20,000 followers, and it's a bad link. And maybe it's been bad for the past three days. And everybody knows it except for you because you just shared it. Okay, don't do that. Also, it could be that the content is really salesy. It could be that it's just not going to connect with your audience. So you need to make sure that first you have a strategy, you have a plan, you know what you're doing, you know why you want to build your brand online, you you know why you want to connect with your audiences, okay? You need to define who your brand is. You need to know how you're going to connect with your audience and you need to make sure that you are building a content calendar that is going to help you connect with that audience. It is going to help you achieve your goals and help your audience achieve their goals. If you don't know where to start with building a content calendar, I encourage you to download our template as well as check out our podcast. So go to socialzoomfactor.com slash calendar and it will provide you with a template to develop your own yearly calendar as well as do a quick asset inventory on all the content assets that you already have to help you leverage what you already have. And it also includes a link to our podcast where you can listen to the full tutorial on how to build your content calendar. Once you have that, then you want to start really looking at top blogs and leaders, you know, thought leaders in your industry and in your niche. So what are the resources that people are already reading and subscribing to? What are the podcasts people are already listening to? Go to a search on iTunes and Stitcher Radio and maybe SoundCloud and see what content comes up. Do a search on iTunes for, you know, keywords related to your niche and you'll be surprised probably some of the people who are already sharing great content that you can share. Go do a couple searches on Google and make sure you know what is the content people are listening to? Okay, you can do the searches on Twitter, on LinkedIn, the list goes on. Then what you wanna do is start to curate that content for yourself. So the first stage is not just to go find those resources and start blasting them to the world. No, go on Twitter. If you're on Twitter, maybe create a private Twitter list and start following these people for a while so you can start to understand the tone of their conversations. What's that pulse? How are they sharing content with their communities? How are they, you know, what is that that sentiment of, of people who are engaging with them? Is it positive? 
perspective? Are they liking that conversation? Is it driving a desired action? Um, what are the objectives that they have with this content? And as you start to curate, you will start to become better educated and have a really strong understanding of the content that is likely going to be able to resonate with your audience as well. Okay. And there's obviously all kinds of research we can do. If you want help with this, contact our agency, The Marketing Nuts with a Z, and we can help you identify influencers in your niche. We can help you build a strategy to reach out to them if that's what you want to do. Um, I just finished a series that we're kind of in the middle of around influencer marketing. So if you're interested in that, I encourage you to check that out. But to keep things simple, you know, just keep your list on Twitter, subscribe to some of these um, industry leaders through the R- their RSS feeds. I would encourage you to use some platforms like Feedly where you can do that. We use Sprout Social with ourselves and some clients. Hootsuite can be good. Buffer app is good. But then you're going to want to start sharing content. Okay, so you can use some of these tools to share content on a regular basis. And you're going to want to pick and select and curate the best content. And then you can share that content that you know is going to help your audience solve their problems. And you can share that content to Twitter, share that content to LinkedIn, share that content to Facebook. And when sharing content, make sure that you are giving credit where credit is due. Include a link back to the original source if it's a blog post that you're writing. If it is a mention on Twitter, if you're tweeting the the tweet, make sure you include that original source, you know, say, thank you so much for inspiring me. I love to do that to people when I have been inspired by their content. Never try to steal content and make it your own because it's always going to catch up to you. Okay. Because those, if you are grabbing, you know, key quotes and, and, and words from somebody who already has established leadership within a niche, I guarantee you that's going to come back to you because They already have leadership in that industry and in that niche. People that are listening to them already know those words. And so at some point, if you go write a blog post and you're copying them, or you do a podcast or you do a video, it's going to come back to you. So just make sure you're playing nice. And when you are curating, curating does not mean copying. It is not the same as regurgitation. Curating means you're curating content from those top sources and you're making sure that you're giving credit where credit is due. And when I first hopped online after spending over 15 years in corporate America and was looking to build our first agency, I spent the first three to six months primarily curating content. And I was sharing content from, you know, people that turned out, you know, started out to be some of our top competitors. And now I'm partners with them, you know, doing all kinds of great things with them. But I went out and found the best people in my industry that were creating amazing content and shared that content. And that has been a key strategy of mine since day one. And I set time aside almost every single day to identify resources of that content and then share that out to all of our audiences. And now our team has grown. So I have people on our team that help us do that as well. So if you have the ability and are blessed with multiple resources on your team, you may want to look at just assigning somebody on your team to be responsible for identifying that content and helping you get this curation strategy together. Maybe have them listen to this podcast. And then over time, you can have that be a role within your team that somebody is doing that on a daily and regular basis. Okay. So as you are reaching out to these industry leaders who are providing this amazing content, then one of the next 
next things you're going to want to do, which we're not going to dig into this in this podcast today. But I want you to be thinking about this. And this is building relationships with them. Okay, so with these um, industry leaders, you can start to reach out to them and bring them onto your platform. So if you already have a blog that's going or a podcast that's going, this is where you want to bring them in. Maybe you can interview them. You know, if you don't have a podcast, if you don't have videos going, bring them onto your blog and just send them an email and say, hey, can I ask you a few questions? Non-invasive, only make it like two or three questions and then publish that content on your blog. Okay, make it a, a way for them to engage with you and tap into the power of their community and their content very easily. Okay, if you have a Google Hangout platform maybe going or you host a Twitter chat like we do, the Get Real Chat every Tuesday night at 9 p.m. Eastern time, bring them on as a guest, right? Bring them on as a guest to your chat. Uh, it's a great way for you to foster relationships and also provide value to your community, you know, and then stage two would be looking at um, creating some co-created content with some of them as you start to establish those relationships. I encourage you to check out some of our other episodes on that topic, but do not be afraid to share content from top competitors, top people in your industry. Okay. I always believe that there is more than enough business to go around for all of us, but we just need to respect one another. We don't need to, you know, regurgitate each other's content. What we need to be doing is giving credit where credit is due, working together, you know, figuring out ways that we can co-create content to provide more value to our audience. Because at the end of the day, it's really about making sure that we are providing the best value that we possibly can to our audience and to our ideal customers and our existing customers. Okay. So now I'm going to close out by just reminding you how you are going to best inspire and connect with your audience when it comes to content and the struggle of creating your own content versus curating versus regurgitation. Number one thing you need to remember is that your audience wants to hear you. They want your perspective, whether that's via blogging, whether that's via podcasting, whether that's via video blogging. They want to know that you are in your content. And I have found over many years of producing content, the more personal oftentimes that I make my content, the more that I put the me into my content, the more people love it, right? And that's why podcasting has worked really well for me is because I'm able to put the me into my content and I've established relationships with my community, with my audience, with my customers, and they like to hear the head of Pam. I could have never launched this podcast, you know, five years ago when we started, when I left corporate because people didn't know who I was and people online didn't know what I was about. Okay. Yes. If I was launching it back into my corporate world, they would have known. But when I first came online to social, they wouldn't have wanted to listen to a 20, 30 minute podcast of me. So you need to figure out where you start with your content, with your audience and establish that trust. And the more that you establish the trust and the relationship and the credibility, the more that your audience and your ideal customers and your partners are going to want to hear from you. So put your own perspective, put your own opinion into your content. It is you that makes it unique. So just make sure that you are putting the you in your brand and you are not regurgitating, but you are focused on creation and curation and putting the you into your brand. 
So I know that your time is so valuable and I thank you for spending 30 minutes with me here today. I hope that this conversation proves useful to you. I hope if you've struggled with the creation versus curation versus regurgitation uh, scenario that this has brought light to that today and you understand the difference of these three words and how you need to move forward. So I wish you great success this week, this month, this year. Everything we talked about and all the resources that I mentioned on this podcast today will be on the show notes page at socialzoomfactor.com slash 105. That's a wrap. If you're ready to Zoom your business and Zoom your life, then don't let the end of this episode be the end of your journey. Visit socialzoomfactor.com slash Zoom for incredible free resources and guides. And be sure to join the Social Zoom Factor mailing list so you never miss an episode. We'll see you next time on Social Zoom Factor. Oh,